Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first, is childhood obesity a form of child abuse? Well, this is something that's been claimed by the fitness guru and owner of Ultimate Performance Gyms, Nick Mitchell. If your child is obese and you are doing nothing about it, how is that any different from seeing your child smoke cigarettes and you're not wanting to stop your child smoking cigarettes? That would be considered, I think that would probably be considered child abuse. If you allowed your, your 12-year-old to smoke cigarettes, it's against the law and considered child abuse, right? If your 12-year-old was downing six cans of lager every night, that would be considered child abuse and the authorities would come in, right? Studies have now shown, proven categorically, that the obese have cognitive decline faster than anyone else. Your brain does not function as well when you are obese. So if children are supposed to be sponges for learning, you know, children are our future, and your child is obese, what start are you giving your child? So that's the owner of Ultimate Performance Fitness. Um, they own a huge number of gyms across the UK, some in Ireland too, actually. Uh, that's Nick Mitchell talking there. Um, and I'm interested in your thoughts and your comments on what he had to say. Um, I'm no expert at all by any means in this area, but I would have thought it was a fairly complex issue. Um, 1800-453-106, that's the number if you want to join us on the show. Danny is on the line in Kerry. Danny, what's your reaction to what Nick Mitchell had to say? Hi, uh, yeah, uh, well, I suppose, first of all, where I'm coming from, uh, Andrea, is a place where I've struggled with uh, obesity and, and my weight um, all my adult life but I wouldn't have as a child you know uh, but I happen to be a father of four children um, now and um, I kind of do all I can to stop them falling into the same kind of pitfalls that, 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 that I did um, but getting to what he said I, I noticed the way he kind of lowered his voice when he said when he compared it to um, Child, child abuse um, because like I mean it's a bit sensationalist call, saying it, calling it that but on the whole he has a point you know I just don't know if coming out and saying it in that way is the right way to do it you know um, people that suffer with obesity and suffer with um, struggle with their weight like telling them they're fat they're wrong they're doing it wrong they're doing this it's it just it, it's counterproductive um, education is probably the, the way to go and um, I would say for example I was <clears throat> I was uh, recently on a, a ferry and uh, witnessed a child probably about two or three years of age uh, getting sick and then heard the, it, it, the child's mother say that it was because of the three bottles of coke that it was after drinking no that's that's the real top end of the scale of, of, of bad bad diet in a child a child that age drinking Coca-Cola like um but then the same I don't smoke myself but on the same trip I was picking up some cigarettes for um uh somebody else and um the uh I noticed and I I never see cigarette packages because I don't smoke but I noticed the pictures and the images and everything on the cigarette packages they're they're shocking. Um and I think that if we educated our children now uh, on what the 
pitfalls of obesity could be, then that would be a much better kind of angle to be coming at it from. Um, kind of coming out with a sensationalist statement like he did, although I'm sure it was coming from a good place, I don't know if that's helpful. Um, but then again, I suppose it's what I was talking about. Mm. He made the claim ahead of um, National Childhood Obesity Week. It's it's currently underway in the UK at the minute. And I suppose he's talking about it from, well, as he says, his perspective is, I've overseen the weight loss journeys of more than 25,000 people right across the globe um, through his, his ultimate performance fitness gym company. He did make other points. And, and I wonder what your thought is on this, because he talked about things like maybe calling, now this is, for instance, in England, but something that could be, you know, easily easily replicated here. He talked about um, calling for the government to consider subsidies for healthier food, higher taxes and junk food, a revamp of physical education in schools. And he talks, for instance, he says, Netflix put a trigger warning on TV shows when people smoke. So if smoking is triggering, should there also be a trigger warning when you see an obese child on television? Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's that's nearly akin to, to to kind of fat shaming, I suppose. We we all come in different shapes and sizes and I know that I'd rather be a size than I'm not now. But um I have my own journey that I'm going on and trying to to just struggle with, you know. Um and I mean putting a trigger warning like that on on and child that that child becomes an adult and, you know, has will have confidence issues as well. And I, I just don't think going at it from that way is, is the way to do it. However, with with um, with a, what he said about subsidising healthier meals and whatnot, mm. you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and I think physical, edu- physical education, my four children happen to be quite sporty and uh, they enjoy different sports, you know, and different activities. And I encourage that very much. And um, they, they can be picky eaters. But what what I do is I try to focus on what we do is we try to focus on what they do like, you know, and uh, that is healthy and kind of go down that road. And then, of course, you know, there's a balance that you have to have yeah. fun with food sometimes as well. But I do think that um, there could be more done on a larger scale. He's got a point with the smoking and drinking, you know, um, okay. that there's there's a lot done to combat that. But there could be a lot more done to combat um healthy, uh, unhealthy eating. Okay. Stay with us, Danny. Um, I have another caller. Bernadette is on the line as well in, in Wexford. Bernadette, well, what's your view on um, on Nick Mitchell's comments? Um, I think he made two pretty valid points in that it is a complex issue and he also talked about subsidising healthier foods. But I think using the word abuse and also the comparison to giving your child cigarettes or alcohol I think on a personal level, that for me was quite facetious because you don't need cigarettes or alcohol to survive. Every human on the planet needs food. Um, And if we look at what we've just been through with COVID, COVID affected people completely differently from zero symptoms to unfortunately lots of deaths as we know. Food Energy intake and energy outgoings can be exactly the same, which people don't allow for. They look at the 2,000 calories a day. But how those kind of impact people differently is never discussed. And it does, like, for different bodies. And I do think what he was saying was quite stigmatizing and it's difficult enough for children as it is and for adults, for their families, you know, so... 
a little unfair. Very unfair, I think. Yeah. Now, as I said, he did make some valid points. And um, it is complex. I mean, it 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 it. Look, like, I'm I'm not an expert in any shape or form, but I mean, I I know from talking to experts about this issue. Um, is that it, it is quite complex and the, you oh, know, a lot of contributory factors. Absolutely. This is why, um, as a person who has lived with obesity all my life, I actually also am with the ICPO, um, which we work with professionals to try and lessen stigma, to try and educate what obesity is about, that kind of it isn't a choice. And, you know, you wouldn't choose it for your child. There are plenty of families out there that would have more than one child in their family. They feed them the same foods. They take part in sports. And yet you still have them, I don't know, impacted differently by that intake and outgoing. Um, To the point that at the moment, what's come up quite recently is the amount of children that are jeered when they play sports if they happen to live with overweight and obesity. And this is being jeered by adults, not just other children you will have people wondering why they're not active. And then when a child is active, they receive bullying, you know, and as I said, from adults. Can you share a little bit of your own experience with us, Brenda? Um, I suppose I would have started with weight issues when I was three. I lived in a house with a sibling who was exactly the opposite, um, who would have eaten more, but people didn't understand in the day that I grew up in, the complexities of obesity, it was always your fault, the blame was always yours. That leads to incredible internalised stigma that you grew up with. And that's what we are trying to do at ICPO is to kind of take that away, and especially for children. Um, because it's impacted every area of my life and how I feel about myself. And I don't want that for children that are growing up today. They're worth far more than kind of feeling so little of themselves, you know. Um, what, what What's your advice, Bernadette? Um, you know, I'm just thinking maybe perhaps of parents that, you know, have children um, d- dealing with this at the moment. Like from, from, from the ICPO perspective, what would you, what would you advise people or what would you say to people? Um, at the moment, if we're talking about a multidisciplinary team, there is one part-time one, but they've received funding, so it's going to be much better in Temple Street. Um, we, in the pipeline, because of the government's funding of obesity at the moment, there are two multidisciplinary teams, aside from the one that exists in Temple Street, that will be coming, you know. Go to your doctor, go to your GP if you're worried. If you want to talk to somebody, come to us at ICPO, because we have parents who've been through this, who've been through it as people themselves, and have been through it with their child. Um... So if you go to icpobesity.org, you can just reach out, email, and yeah. we run support meetings to help. Like, And it can be about parent, parental stuff because it's not easy for the parents either because they are just as stigmatised as the child. 1800-453-106 is the number if you want to join us here on Lunchtime Live today. Brenda, thank you for getting in touch with us here on the programme. Thanks, Andrea. A text in from Sarah as well who says, should you even have a programme? 
about childhood obesity during summer holidays when children are off school. Any poor child a bit overweight will be upset listening to it. Ruin their summer. Not everybody can be thin, no matter how hard they try, says Sarah, to say it's child abuse is way over the top. Like, Danny, you're still with us. You were listening to Bernadette and, and that text there from Sarah. Like, we do have one of the highest rates of childhood obesity in the world. So, is Sarah right then? Should, should we just not talk about obesity? I don't don't think to not talk about it enough, but I, I agree with most of what Sarah was saying. Like, I mean, see, people don't know what's going on in, 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 in individual houses and how hard people are trying and, you know, how stressful parenthood can be as well. You know, you're trying your best, um, but from birth to, 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 to teenage years, you know, I mean, especially I have four children. It's a busy household. You know, you're trying your best to, to, to facilitate a good diet for all your children, mm. but it's not easy. And people don't know what's going on in, in individual houses, which is why a degree calling a child abuse is, is far too heavy. Okay. Um, should we be talking? A, should we, we be talking about it? I mean, it it, it kind of trivialises abuse when you when you say it about something like mm. obesity as yeah. well. You know, okay. because you know, should we be talking about it though? Yes, but I but I do agree. I do agree with what. She was saying about the children playing sports and being overweight. You know, um, I, I get looked at all the time. I get looked up and down. You know, it's not something that gets talked about enough. Um, I, I, you know, I get looked at and I know the look. It's, God, he's big, you know. And to do that to a child, you know, imagine the self-confidence issues that you're, you're seeing. I'd be, by all means, help children. And, and talk about it. But, like, this shaming of body type needs to stop. We're all different. Dr. Grace O'Malley, um, Danny, um, is with us as well. Uh, Grace is the, the, the lead at the obesity team at the Royal College of Surgeons and um, uh, CHI Temple Street as well. Like, Grace, is that, you know, do you agree with that? Is it the comparison between childhood, childhood obesity and abuse? Is that unhelpful? Yeah, I think it's it's very inflammatory type of language. Which when you when you look into what the rest um, that Mr. Mitchell said, actually, like Danny commented on, there was a lot more nuance, and he does touch on issues of societal responsibility more than it, it might seem. When you use the word abuse, it everybody listening thinks of parental abuse, um, and they're not necessarily thinking of societal abuse. So where we have um, a society that promotes um, you know, intake of ultra-processed foods. We have no restrictions over digital uh, marketing, advertising of these very unhealthy products. Um, we have a societal responsibility for that. And, and perhaps there is a, a, an aspect of um, abuse there for on behalf of all of our community in that children aren't growing up in a healthy um, environment. But for Mr. Mitchell, he, he conflates a behaviour of smoking alcohol to having obesity, which is a health condition, and it's not a behaviour in itself. I think that's one thing where he, he his argument maybe doesn't mm. really stand. Um, I mean, we know, it for, let's look at smoking. So we know that child smoking, thankfully, has reduced massively over the last 50 years in Ireland. But unfortunately, in Asia, South America and Africa, that's actually gone up hugely over the last few years, and that's because of marketing. Um, So when we then think about ultra-processed foods, we have to understand that parents are really trying in a very difficult situation where we've normalized 
um, excessive consumption of these products, which give no nutrition. And the, the term abuse as well is, is an interesting one because when we when we think about um, child abuse, this kind of one of the issues around child abuse is actually parental neglect. And when we have um, a child maybe that is suffering from with parental neglect, they may be malnourished. And malnourishment presents itself in two ways. So one way will be failure to thrive, where usually a young child or an infant isn't gaining weight or they're um, not growing in length or height. And that's a real alert. And that's why we have public health um, nurses monitoring growth in children because growth is a vital sign. Um, so failure to thrive is one presentation of malnutrition. But the other presentation can be when a child is taking calories in, but they're actually malnourished. So a child may have obesity, but they'll have deficiencies in terms of their vitamins and minerals. They may have anemia. They may have low vitamin D levels or other vitamins, which can affect mm. their health. So it is important to, to think about parental neglect in this way, I think. But it's a very, very, very minimal number of cases. The vast majority of parents are really trying their best. They are accepting and you know, loving their children the way they are, regardless of their shape or their size. And they're usually keeping an eye out, well, even though my child might be large, is it affecting their health? So they're watching out for breathing difficulties, pain, okay. if the child has been bullied. And then in the vast majority of cases, parents look for help. Um, so I don't think abuse is a useful yeah. word. No, I, I take your point. His point perhaps got lost in, 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 the, language, in the language used. Um, just one thing I, I do, do want to get your opinion on, though, though Grace, just, um, just, just finally. He talked about he talked about stats in the UK, you know, and cited forty percent of ten to eleven year olds will be obese or or overweight by two thousand and thirty if the current trend in childhood obesity continues. And here at home, we're told one in one in four Irish school going children are either overweight or obese. And and he said in the conference or in his in his discussion, he said nobody wants to cause offence, but I'm afraid that we do need to have difficult conversations. Do we yeah, have these conversations enough? I don't think we do, Andrea, and I'm really delighted and, you know, thanks so much for giving this enough time to have a nuanced discussion because when media kind of packages this topic into little sound bites or, um, you know, 150 characters for social media, it really um, distracts people from these really important issues that we have to tackle. And one of those is how we're allowing our ch- children and their environment to be absolutely ambushed by corporate uh, interests and profits. And we're not, you know, we're not allowing a society where our children are off screens and they're outside playing and they're getting to sleep enough at night and they're able to, families are able to afford nutritious food that children need for growth and development. That's one thing I think adults okay. forget. We think about, um, you know, managing our weight in terms of an adult's body, but we'll have to remember children are growing and developing. Their hearts are still developing, their lungs if they don't get adequate nutrition in their early years, it really does impact them okay. and it can really affect their appetite for the rest of their lives. It's, it's a, look, it's a fascinating conversation. Um, Dr. Grace O'Malley from the Royal College of Surgeons. Thank you, Grace, for joining us on the show. Danny and Bernadette as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.